a review of what happened on David Darren in the morning. The very, very, very best parts here for you on the David Darren Top Five Things podcast. I'd say it's available wherever you get podcasts, but obviously you already know that because you're already listening. So that's good news. I'd like to see that. My name is Dave. Uh, this gentleman over here is my partner, Darren. Hey there, Darren. I'm going to say hello. Yeah. Haven't, uh, haven't talked to the, the, the podcast friends for a couple of days. A couple of days. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, five new ones for you, our Ooh. top five things. Uh, here they are, and we'll begin with... Number one. One. Number one. Number one. Number one. And this should be obvious. Okay, number one. Number one. 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 Number one. Our thanks to the texter who reminded us. We were struggling to remember earlier in the show reasons to maybe not visit Florida. You've got your, your sargassum that's taking over the coasts, right? You've got malaria now, which has been uh, yeah. spotted in a couple of different counties. And we were trying to remember what was the other thing. The other thing is the uh, giant African land snails ah. that are uh, poisonous and can give you meningitis. So there's that. Glory and now uh, yet another one to add to the list. Shark attack video in Florida Everglades shows a man being pulled from a boat by a shark. Now, the Everglades are not where typically shark attacks happen. Yeah, That's more yeah. gator country. Right. And you would think being in a boat, you'd be fine. Just when you thought it was safe to be in a boat in the Everglades, video shows a man getting bitten and dragged out of his fishing boat. Yikes. By a, it says here, a shark while they were in the Florida Everglades. Fisherman is dipping his hand near a partially submerged shark before the fish lunges at him, causing him to fall in the water. Other fishermen in the boat can then be heard exclaiming, quote, Get him! <laughs> as they work to rescue the man <laughs> from the shark-infested water. Wait a minute. Was someone saying... Get him to the shark. It's unclear. <laughs> Were they saying get him like rescue him or get that get him shark? Right. We hate you just, you just got it was your buddy, but you just get caught up in the moment. You're like, get him. <laughs> I just I don't know. It was a feeding. I'm frenzy. sorry, Dick. I lost. I just got all. I lost. I lost my senses there. I, uh, I got caught up in the. I just uh, got caught up in the excitement. The excitement of watching the them car, eat you. The Get him! <laughs> Get out! He's I, eating you. I heard him. I heard you. I heard you say, hey, "Get him!" Hey, when I was underwater with the shark, I heard were you, you yelling, "Get him"? <laughs> what, what was what was that crack supposed to mean? Oh, you know, oh, like no, no, uh, no, like we should know. rescue you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's not what it sounded not, like. It didn't sound like that at all. It sounded like you were telling the shark, get him, finish the deal. <laughs> exactly. That's not what you need to be yelling. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Get out, he's eating me. Get out, he's eating me. <laughs> finish him. What are you... T finish him? What are you... T hey. It sure sounded like you were cheering for the shark. Now, this happened Friday morning. Man bitten on the hand. You can see the shark latching onto the hand of the fisherman and then dragging him in the water. His friends immediately jumped into action, screaming, get him, get him. I don't know if that's action. Then they pulled him into back onto the boat. According to the National Park Service, officials are unsure of the species of the shark that bit the man, 
They say park rangers responded to the scene and one of the park EMTs treated the man before he was airlifted to the hospital. Oh, no thanks. Get him! Get him, man. I mean, rescue him. No, no I meant rescue. Oh, now, that, now that you're no. out of, no, 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 out no, of no. danger, I, I was pulling no. for you the whole time. No, I don't think you were. I just... I get so caught up in I these speeding all, frenzies. Just jazz, I get jazzed. <laughs> <laughs> Lost my head a little there. I apologize, I... <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was finish him. It was a, it was such a strike that I wasn't expecting. I mean, you can hardly blame me. It. <laughs> what would you do if you were in my shoes? I'm telling you. If, if I don't was... know that I'd be cheering the shark on. <laughs> You know, you say that. You say but it. But until it happens to you. Yeah. It did happen to me. Right, but I mean, from my perspective, <laughs> if you saw the shark pull me under, you'd be yelling, Get him. Get him. <laughs> get him, get him, shark. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to close the Everglades. Number two. Number two. <laughs> Number two. I'm looking here at the arrivals and departures at Quad Cities International Airport, and it looks like at least right now everything's going okay. Okay, good. Now, that might not be the case. There is what they're calling ominous signs if you're planning on flying for the upcoming holiday weekend. Yesterday, a rough day at airports across the country. Travelers dealing with widespread delays yeah, at bet. airports all across the country. I bet. And they're saying this 4th of July weekend could be a backbreaker, a big Stay test for airlines home. that are struggling to keep up with surging numbers of passengers. In some cases, delays running for hours at airports in the Northeast as thunderstorms were pounding that part of the country. At various times, the FAA was holding up flights bound for LaGuardia in New York and Reagan, Washington National, and Baltimore, Washington airports near the nation's capital. By early last night on the East Coast, 5,500 flights were delayed and more than 1,600 were canceled. What a pain. United Airlines, with a major hub in Newark, New Jersey, canceled 500 flights, which is about 17% of their total schedule, and JetBlue canceled 13% of their flights. And they're saying what happened yesterday is the storm before the storm. Great. FAA expecting about 48,000 flights yesterday, rising to more than 52,000 by Thursday, which they think will be the biggest travel day of the holiday period. So tomorrow's the big day for people to get them on planes and go have their 4th of July And weekends. again, you would like to work the customer service in this sort of situation. I'd, I'd be great at it. <laughs> I would be outstanding at it. I'm sorry, it's an act of God. I don't know what to tell you, man. It's raining in Baltimore. What do you want me to do about that? Sure, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. But it's raining in Baltimore. Hey, man, I don't know what to tell you. There's not enough air traffic controllers. I don't know what to tell you, man. That's. I'd be great at this. <laughs> I really think this is... Maybe the job that I do after this job. If they're hiring, I saw a thing last night because there's a shortage of air traffic controllers. And the problem is you just don't show up and control the air. You got to go through like two to three years of training before they put you in front of a monitor. I would hope so. Well, yeah, that's comforting to know that they have that much training. But I thought maybe maybe I go do that. 
I could just get trained for three years, uh-huh. work for like 10 or 12, and then be done. Well, maybe. Let me ask you this. You think air traffic controlling is, is any more difficult than all the buttons I got to push here? I'm controlling the air right now in a very I, different I, sense. Already in. Air controller. I am no different than that man in Cordova, David. That's right. You are in a control situation. Don't I deserve comfort? There's bleeding, David. Yeah. One stranded couple saw other people looking for unaccompanied minors. What? Because apparently, uh, if you have, if you go with an unaccompanied minor, you can, you have a better chance of getting on a flight. Uh, that seems sketchy. I have this rubber doll with me. <laughs> I use it. <laughs> I use it in the hammer lane and here at the airport. What was that creepy doll movie that came out this year and everybody was doing the dance? If you can have a, a security pet. <laughs> I've got to get Megan to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Let me on your plane. With all due haste, my good man. Yeah, I don't know, man. It seems like uh, staying home this 4th of July is the best idea, but uh, if you got to go, just know that tomorrow there's a chance uh, you will be dealing maybe with some delays. Unless you're doing a direct flight out of Moline, and even then, I can't make any promises. Megan is my emotional... (laughs) She's my emotional support creepy doll. Not, yeah. Not only does she provide emotional help yes. when I need it, but when I'm stressed out, I can also squeeze her rubber head. Yeah. Oh, the, her calming song. It's <laughs> Doesn't really, everyone? Oh, isn't this is so charming? Doesn't this calm everybody? Everybody's cool with me and Megan getting on that flight, right? It's so... Oh, oh that's her, better. Her siren song. <laughs> that's much better. Ma- what's that, Megan? You want me to go into the cockpit? And what? Land the plane? Well, okay. I have to do what this doll tells me. An unholy bargain has been met. And Megan requires blood. <laughs> oh, man. Great, I'm sitting next to this guy. Oh, gee, many Christmas. You love your buddy Holly so much? Say hello to him. We gotta take a quick break. Megan's favorite movie is Leprechaun. (laughs) Can we watch Leprechaun, please? (laughs) Are you taking requests on the movie machine? (laughs) Megan would like to watch Leprechaun and Leprechaun 2, Leprechaun in Space. Oh, boy. And I thought it'd be a good idea to travel during the holidays. Megan says to bring her a Bloody Mary. You better do it. (laughs) She looks thirsty. What was that, Megan? Two Bloody Marys? You want... You want... And uh, two Bloody Marys hold the tomato juice. (laughs) You better do what she wants. This doll will dance all about the cabin in a manner most creepy. 
just bring just bring me a couple glasses of vodka. I want you to put some celery in a big tall glass of vodka. <laughs> one for me and one for my creepy doll, who provides me emotional support uh-huh. during these troubling times. Look, Megan, we're getting closer to heaven. Megan! <laughs> Megan, why are you ticking? <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> we need to get caught up now on local headlines, courtesy of WQAD News 8. <laughs> Megan can tell time. <laughs> the news is brought to you by... Mike's Floor Pro. Visit their showroom at 2.15. Megan wants you to tickle me. That's weird. Never had a doll insist other people tickle me, but you better do what she says. Do it. And where's that Bloody Mary sans tomato juice? The news is brought to you by Mike's Floor Pro. Visit their showroom at 215 North 2nd Street in Eldridge. Quality products and quality installation. The area's leading flooring specialist is online at mikesfloorproeldridge.com. Three. All right, number three. Number three. Number three. 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 It can be difficult to navigate through a love life, a relationship with somebody. I mean, it's tricky stuff. Mm -hmm. You've got uh, to be very careful. When you Careful. hold another, when you hold another's heart in your hands, and ask yourself, uh, is this feeling something real? Sometimes, the course of true love never does run smooth, and you find yourself wondering, am I doing this right? Maybe if I reached out to others, they could. <laughs> Maybe they could give me some insight. Their two cents. I have uh, three different tales here. People wondering if. Uh, Maybe things are, uh, you know, going sideways here in some of these relationships. For example, did I do something wrong by unintentionally serving my girlfriend a smaller portion of food? Than me? Than my own portion? I went to my girlfriend's apartment yesterday to hang out. I also decided to cook her favorite dinner while I was there. Uh After I had made the chicken marsala, Uh mashed potatoes, and garlic bread. Uh You just get a tiny portion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you, we've, do you we've t- got to keep that waist do you, tight do you catch my drift mm, you may have little nibbles of this food that I made for you, <laughs> you smell what, do you smell what the rock is cooking smell all you want <laughs> smell all you want mm-hmm. don't don't eat it I want you to know this baby cakes no nothing tastes as good as thin looks no you can eat all you want don't swallow any of it I after I made the chicken marsala, mashed potatoes, and garlic bread, sounds good. I invited her to come to the dining room table and served her a plate. She was in the middle of watching a movie, so she told me just to serve it for her. Oh, yes. When I gave her the plate, she got really upset and asked me why I served her less food than I did for myself. We both got equal pieces of chicken breast and garlic bread. I just served myself a few more spoons of mashed potatoes <laughs> no. because I had a big appetite. I asked her if she would like me to get her more mashed potatoes. She yelled at me and told me I was missing the point. Oh, brother. Oh, no, this is no good. She then threw out her plate of food and called me a jackass. Afterwards, she started crying and told me to leave. Oh, you better leave. (laughs) Keep walking. (laughs) Keep going. You've (laughs) 
You've missed the point! I've tried contacting her, but she hasn't responded since then. I feel really bad for hurting her feelings, but I don't know why me serving her a little less food got her so upset. Because it was an easily fixable problem. Am I the jerk here? People wanted uh, more details on this. He says, okay, uh, here we go. I gave her around a cup of mashed potatoes and five-fourths of a cup of mashed potatoes for myself. All other foods were equally given. This has never happened before because we've only been dating for two months, and this is the first time I've cooked and served her a meal. Yeah, this is... You got to get out of there. Yeah, that's, uh, get out of that house. Danger zone is what you got there. <laughs> it's exactly right. That's exactly right. How about this one? My boyfriend keeps trying to make nicknames stick because I share his mother's name. Uh-huh. Am I being inconsiderate for pointing it out? You're trying to give me a nickname. I mean, I... I'm going to tell you right now, with just this amount of information, I could see both sides of this. If you were dating a girl and she had the same name as your mom? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Her name's mom? (laughs) What's the problem? Do you call your mom her first name? Have you met my... (laughs) Have you met my mom or my girlfriend, mom? Yeah, yeah you're right. Hi, mom. I'd get over it real quick, I guess. What difference does it yeah, make? Yeah, you're right. I'd get over it real quick. I, I, it if I'm lucky enough to have a girlfriend, I don't care if her name is Victor. I don't care. Let's if her, go. I don't care if her name's Daddy. <laughs> this is my girlfriend. Dad. Papa, Daddy, Sir. <laughs> Damn you, Daddy, Sir. Who cares? I, I don't think that would even dawn on me. Oh, it would dawn on. Would it? It sure dawned on you when they named the dog after your girlfriend. Well, that was stupid. That was great. You can't do that. That's my favorite thing your family's ever done. You can't name. What are you doing, everyone? I wish I could go back in time to the day that your family named the dog after your girlfriend and just hand out medals to each and every (laughs) one of them. Like, hello, I have a message from another time. Uh Uh, Darren and I will be associates at some point. I want to give you all medals. Yeah, because you'd, 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 like, you'd only be like 10 years old. <laughs> That's weird. You'd show some little weird 10-year-old showed up with medals. Greetings. I'm, uh, I'm 10, and I've got these medals. I'm a disco boy. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I will dance for you in my little white suit. My boyfriend and I have been friends for a while. His, her what? This is her, this is her boyfriend oh, okay. that she's talking about. She's, uh, she's got a boyfriend. And, and her, her name is Ma- and her name is Mom. <laughs> no, but Mom has the same name as the girlfriend. So what? My boyfriend and I have been friends for a while, long before we started dating. I have passively known that I share a name with his mom for a while, but I never really thought about it. Now that we're dating, he tried to give me a nickname out of nowhere, and I was genuinely confused. He kept doing it, and I told him, hey, that's not my name. It's like when Lionel Richie was trying to make the catchphrase outrageous stick at the, uh, what was that, the Grammys? I believe it was the American Music the American Awards. American Music Awards. Outrageous! Well, because it was the title of his upcoming album. Uh, I told him that's not my name, and I'd rather be called by my name. Now, maybe this is me being a little bitchy, 
because my name lends to quite a few nicknames. But I don't like them, and I don't want them associated with me at all. Well, he's explained that he's uncomfortable calling me by a name I share with his mom now that we're in a relationship. Personally, I find this weird. I know people with the same name and can separate them from each other easily. He's not the only man I know with his name either. Besides, he never calls her by her name, so what's the point? When I told him that I don't want a nickname and I'd like him to call me by my actual name, he called me inconsiderate. It's not a big deal or anything, but I'm just curious to see what other people think about this because I really couldn't imagine it being a problem for him until he told me. That's a strange... That's... That is kind of weird. I wouldn't have considered it either. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But when you name the dog, <laughs> we're, it's like, we can't do this. I don't know. We just like that name. Now that you, now that you got a girlfriend, we thought we'd name the dog after your girlfriend. No, we're going to need to come up with something else. Honestly, Petra's medals for each and every one of you. <laughs> I would bring a little trumpet, play a little song, roll out a little red carpet. Who's the, who's the little 10-year-old who plays the trumpet out on the... F- not very well. No, this, but but you get the it. idea. Last one. Am I being too judgmental about my girlfriend's juvenile home decor to the point where I avoid hosting guests there? I've been with my girlfriend for over a year now. And it looks like a dollhouse. She's smart, funny, a bit quirky, and has a serious job with a good salary. We have a great time together and generally get along very well. The only thing is her choice of home decor is bizarre, to put it frankly, and not something you think a normal grown adult would be into. You're not going to care for my place. (laughs) Her apartment (laughs) is definitely a reflection of herself and interests, but not in the best way, though. Mm. My girlfriend has a wall dedicated to animation in one room of her apartment, Mm -hmm. like Futurama pieces Mm -hmm. and etchings of some weird triangle guy. Then there's the wall of framed, preserved insects in another room. Mm -hmm. But not insects like butterflies or moths. Instead, she displays tarantulas, beetles, and large stick insects. Her bathroom has a subtle theme of the uh, ocean, which is pretty common. But instead of angels or shells, she has a little anglerfish nightlight, a small vampiric squid painting, and then a framed diagram of what apparently... A goblin, goblin shark would look like right by the toilet. Well, it happens. <laughs> you gotta close down that bathroom. That's what I'm saying. Shut it down. You got a whole thing down. You got a picture of a shark attack victim in your bathroom. I'm trying to go to the bathroom and I look up and there's a diagram of a goblin shark. Person's half eaten. I would say the majority of her home decor and furnishings are okay. The apartment itself is very modern and sleek. It's just the random decor and juvenile-ish themes like cartoons, insects, and bizarre ocean creatures. It's off-putting. And this is where I might be a jerk. I avoid bringing people over to my girlfriend's place, especially people from my job, because of how juvenile it looks. Everyone's impressed when they see the high-rise, but that quickly fades once you enter. Why are you taking people there? The one time I brought a work colleague over, they ended up telling me, that they found her insect wall terrifying. I work in finance, and appearances and first impressions are important. My office will hold casual gatherings where we get together for a few drinks, good food, and we rotate hosts. And this time, it's my turn. The problem is my place is under some construction and not an ideal place to be right now. 
so I've been staying with my girlfriend. She suggested that we host my colleagues here since she has the space and thinks it'll be fun. I told her I plan on skipping my rotation, seeing if the next person will be okay hosting early. She kept pressing on why I didn't want him over here, so finally I said it was because her home decor was so strange and not something a grown woman would have, and also that her insect wall horrified the one colleague that I did have come over. Well, she got mad and said at the end of the day it's not my space and these things bring her joy. She said that she is indeed an adult woman, which is exactly why her apartment is decorated in such a manner. I love my girlfriend, I do, and it's okay to have different interests. But does an adult really need to decorate with them besides a few things here and there? I mean, my own mother asked if my girlfriend was autistic after she saw the entire apartment for the first time. So am I a jerk for telling my girlfriend her home decor is the reason I won't host a work gathering at her place? Buddy, you're a jerk for like 11 different reasons. Just wait it out and have it at your place. <laughs> Sorry. You don't get to tell somebody how to... How to decorate their stuff yeah it's no. just like when when your place is ready mm -hmm. then have it there <laughs> until then just keep telling everybody at work i'm sorry it's still under construction i know it's ridiculous I i'm saying if you have a girlfriend with a futurama wall hold on to her forever what are you doing jerk Ugh. I just, I can't entertain people at my girlfriend's house with then these don't. insects on the wall. Yes. How about you go to a bar like normal people? Yes. Do? Why do you got to go to someone's house? Yes. These are coworkers. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Four. 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 Dave and Darren, Planet 93.9 is the Quad Cities real alternative radio. That means we play alternative music. And from time to time, we like to offer you alternative perspectives, sharing with you some opinions that may be deemed unpopular mm. by the mainstream. I'll begin with this one. Regular chocolate M&Ms are horrible. <laughs> the chocolate They're very concentrated. It's a lot. Yeah? It's a lot. I, I... You don't have that peanut to break it up. See, I, I almost wonder if you're the one who wrote this. I did not. This sounds, it's almost word for word what you're saying, Darren. The chocolate tastes horrible. The candy shell is horrible. They leave an I just use cat litter taste in your mouth. And the package looks like a big ass skid mark. Peanut M&Ms destroy the rest. Well, which would you prefer? I wouldn't eat a peanut M&M if you put a gun to my head. What? Gross. Regular M&M's all day long. Oh, okay. I mean, if you put a gun to my head, I suppose I would eat a peanut M&M. I, I &M. bet you would, too. No, peanut M&M's I don't care for. Oh, okay. And I like peanuts, and I like M&M's, but that's tampering in God's domain. Huh. How long were M&M's out before peanut M&M's showed up? Peanut M&M's showed up in the 70s, right? So the M&M's have been had plenty of time on their own. I should think so. Am I wrong about that? M&M's made their appearance. Well, that was like World War II, right? Okay. The whole idea of a candy that melts in your mouth and not in your hands. That was something the troops needed. Okay. Yeah, M&M's started in the U.S. in 1941. All right, so right when the war starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, peanut M&M's. Let's see. Am I wrong? Was it the 70s that those things came out? Or when did peanut M&M's first hit the store shelves? Peanut M&M's introduced in 1954. Oh. But they were only the color tan. 
They added colors to them in 1960. Oh, I, I stand corrected. So they've been around a while, too. They have been. Yeah, no thanks. If I'll tell you, peanut M&Ms were the thing for trick-or-treats. If I saw that, I thought, I've just wasted my time coming up to this place. That and... Uh, I did get my steps in, though, <laughs> by walking up those steps. So the devil can't catch me. <laughs> Here's another unpopular opinion. Uh, Sam's Club, and if you have an unpopular opinion you'd like to share with us, the text line is there on your radio and in your mobile app and your desktop, 563-223-8355. Sam's Club, this unpopular opinion begins, is objectively better than Costco in every possible way. Costco blows. Mm. They don't accept anything but Visa. They're more expensive. It's always a chore to get out because the checkout lanes are always completely messed up. You never know if the thing you're going for is actually going to be in stock. Or maybe they just decided to move it to the other end of the store that week for some arbitrary reason. The parking lots are always designed to make traffic and parking as difficult as possible. Sam's Club is way better because they don't move stuff around and you can scan and pay for your stuff on your phone and not have to wait in a line four miles long that curves the settings of the building seven times and blocks all the aisles. I've never gone in for something I buy often and had it not be there. You know what? F you, Costco. All my homies hate Costco. Sam's Club for life. Unpopular opinions. Here's another one. The frosted sugar cookies that you usually have at a school party are disgusting. Every time a middle school or high school party, you have these frosted sugar cookies that have a sweet frosting and a dense cookie. Yeah. I keep seeing on social media how much people love them, and I just don't get it. It's a lot. The cookie is 100% of the time bland, and the frosting does nothing to add on the already dense and bland cookie. I just don't know how people enjoy these things. People concentrate on food a lot. They do. This one's not food related. I mean, I'm not saying I don't. Yeah. But I, I know the cookies that this person is talking about, and they are not a favorite of mine. I don't know that I have the disdain for them that they have. Remember when they used to always bring in the big giant cookie to promote something at the mark? Yeah. Oh, that was overkill. <laughs> God. It was. Because they'd bring one for each station. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was at a time when we worked somewhere. I mean, here, if they wanted to bring it, I wouldn't would say, be, no, no, we only have one radio station. Yeah. But different. back in the day, there were five radio stations, and they'd have these giant sugar cookies with frosting on them, and yeah, they'd sit around in the kitchen for like a week. This one's not food-related, Darren. I think jeans suck. <laughs> jeans are too cold in the winter and too hot in the summer. Yeah. I still remember sitting on a bench waiting for the bus in the winter. <laughs> Felt like it would be better off just wearing nothing instead of jeans. Jeans are uncomfortable. I remember being cold waiting for a bus wearing jeans. <laughs> they are uncomfortable. You can't do any fun activities with jeans on. They limit your mobility, too. Fun much. activities. You can't even play a short game of football with jeans on. Shaking my head. Boring. Everyone wears jeans, at least where I'm from, and most of them are just boring blue or black jeans. Some have tears in them. 
But that's it. And, and what about the jeans that have tears in them? Just a safe choice for people who are too afraid of what others might think of them if they try something different. I think jeans suck. Sweatpants, leggings, <laughs> and shorts are superior, in my opinion. Uh. Another very unpopular opinion, and I know people who, who have this opinion, and it's important to disagree without being disagreeable. Uh-huh. Candy corn is great. I believe that candy corn is overhated. Not overrated. Overhated. And I've never understood why so many people do not like candy corn. It comes in fun colors, and you get a ton of them in one pack. Why, I would even say it's one of the best Halloween candies. Somebody thinking about candy corn at the end of June. My hat's off. My hat's off to you, sir or madam. Unpopular opinion. Why is putting the dead in the ocean not a thing? There's obviously so much water, and it's better than burial because it doesn't occupy useful space. And so much better than cremation as it doesn't cause any pollution or the foul smell. What are they saying again? Why is putting the dead in the ocean not a thing? (laughs) Besides, it can help ocean life thrive by feeding the fish and other animals. There is a lot of water. Yeah. There's a lot of water. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. Six-pack abs are weird and gross. It looks so weird and gross and unnatural to have a grid on your chest. Grid muscles? It's so weird. It's even grosser on men than women, but it's still, it just looks weird on everyone. Uh-huh. I don't understand how others could be attracted to a six-pack. Uh-huh. Well, a lot of us don't have to worry about that. Unpopular opinion. I think it's annoying when people ask, what are you doing tonight? Instead of inviting you right off the bat. Like, sometimes I just have plans to chill, and I don't want to interrupt somebody unless it's an exciting counteroffer. Because if I say just chilling when they ask what I'm doing tonight, and they offer something that isn't what I'm in the mood for, then suddenly I'm the bad guy for choosing nothing over whatever they want to do. I usually just respond to this by saying, what's up, and ignoring their question. Because I'm not about beating around that bush. I know it's not that big of a deal, but this felt good to express and i figured some people might feel the same way or maybe you want to criticize me either is welcome hey what are you doing tonight i've never thought about that it's instead just say hey i've got something to do if you're would you interested. like to do if you're yeah, yeah. would yeah. you like to do that you're right because it's like you're you're trying to you're trying to somehow ensnare them into offering up that what they're doing isn't as good as what you think they should be doing with you, right? It's a trap. Unpopular opinion. No flavor potato chips should be a thing. I don't want any flavor. My w- I just want to... I just, I just want to pack on pounds and get nothing out of it. <laughs> My wife bought some paprika-flavored potato chips recently. I just saw some of those. She took a bite and told me that the chips have no paprika spices on them at all. There must have been some mistake at the factory. Well, I took a bite, and indeed, there was no spice on them. Not even any salt. 
And let me tell you, those potato chips tasted awesome. Like they were crispy and crunchy, but it had this delicate, true potato flavor that usually gets buried under the heavy flavorings. Yeah. I wish they made chips like this on purpose. And no, not the, the, the salt ones don't count. There's too much salt. It buries the delicate potato flavor you know that where, I crave. You know where I saw the paprika uh, potato chips? Where would that be? At Arcades Imports again. Oh, you love that place. In Moline. You love that place. I was just in there the other day telling them we were talking about them on the radio. Because we were talking about, what is that, Thuringer? Yes. Sausage? I'm yes. like, we were talking about you because you've got it painted right on the side of your uh, building. Most people don't even know what it is. Yeah. And now, and that same place has the paprika potato chips. One final unpopular opinion. The more the media insists that Jennifer Lawrence is down to earth, the more suspicious I am that she is not. (laughs) She's a handful. They really, they really do kind of hammer that home. Unpopular opinion. You, you haven't been on the internet for like 10 years without seeing links about how Jennifer Lawrence burps or farts or falls down. She recently kissed her co-star after eating garlic and tuna accidentally, and that was news. Look, Jennifer Lawrence can act however she wants, but this relentless insistence by the media that this is proof she's great is super try-hard. I wouldn't be surprised if this whole act is just a shtick. Super try-hard. Dressing on salad tastes terrible. Salad without dressing? Now that's where it's at. Well, that used to be your opinion. Dressing just makes your salad soggy. You're eating a pile of mush. A salad should only include dressing if it's vinegar and or lemon zest. But really, no dressing. No sauce is the way to go with a salad. Just green, crunchy lettuce or any other greens. Unpopular opinions. You might be using too much salad dressing. Frozen yogurt is better than ice cream. The yogurt part of Froyo has a distinct, enjoyable flavor along with its actual flavor. You're not just having mango flavor, it's mango and yogurt. Chocolate ice cream just tastes like nothing beyond the chocolate. Unpopular opinions. Strawberries taste amazing with peanut butter. Oh, oh, come on. Never had that. No. That sounds like a, a, a craving when you're, like, pregnant or something. Strawberries and peanut butter. I suppose I could see strawberries sliced up on a peanut butter sandwich. Oh, that's not right. No. I think most people can tolerate strawberries with peanut butter. But I think they really do taste great together. Reese's should come out with strawberry Reese's Pieces. Also, those chocolate-covered strawberries that people sell, they should cover them in either a peanut butter sauce or a mix of peanut butter and chocolate. And the same goes for raspberries. I mean, I guess I haven't tried it, so... Yeah, it could be good. Unpopular opinion, home-cooked meals taste better when they're left over. I don't know why, but I've always preferred my cooking when it was a day old and sitting in the fridge compared to when it's fresh off the stove. The flavors maybe have more time to consolidate? 
My cooking sucks when it's fresh. <laughs> I think it's... That's a pretty there are universal some, experience where you have something as a leftover and you go, this is better than it was yesterday. That, well, that well, does Well, like a happen. chili or something. Yes. Oh, my God, especially a chili. But uh, there are some people that will just... Will not eat leftovers. Yeah. They just won't do it. Yeah. I mean, I will. I'll do it for a, I'll do it for a week. Well, I mean, you're interested in eating other people's leftovers. <laughs> well, if they'll bring them. <laughs> some, some people just can't do it. It's just like the idea of having the same thing two days in a row. Yeah. It, it's just it can't be done. Unpopular opinion. I love sneezing. Man, I get high on sneezing. For a moment, nothing else exists. My eyes roll into the back of my head. Easy now. And I get a split second of euphoria. Uh-huh. If I could be allergic to something that made me sneeze all the time, I'd carry it around in my pocket. No, you, no, you wouldn't. Maybe for people who have to blow their nose every time. Their sneezing is different, but for me, sneezing offers a moment of bliss. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a good sneeze, but I don't know if you want to be doing it constantly. Yeah, that's... Um, that's... Uh, uh, the, that's a, my that's eyes a, that's roll a, the back of my yeah, that's, head. that's a cry for help, man. Yeah, I go to a different place. Unpopular opinion. You know what? I want to be last on the plane. I don't understand why everyone wants to be first on the plane. What is the rush to leave a large, spacious terminal to wait on a crowded ramp and squeeze into a too small seat? It's not like you're rushing to get a seat. They're already assigned. The only benefit I can see is possibly you make sure you have space for a carry-on. But if you're flying without one, there is no point in rushing on board an airplane. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I'm with them on that. Unpopular opinion... Biting your nails is a perfectly valid way of keeping them trimmed. Long-time nail biter here. I am aware that biting your nails is generally considered a faux pas, but for some reason it never sunk in that I needed to change my habit. I've never bitten my nails out of nerves. It's just been a plainly practical strategy. As long as I can remember, I've just noticed that the nail was too long, bitten it down, and I've gone about my business. <laughs> it's not caused any problems in my life. I've gone through periods where I've trimmed my nails the correct way. And it just felt like an extra step that didn't add any benefit. So I've always defaulted back to biting my nails. In other areas of my life, I'm a bit fixated on cleanliness and health safety. So it is strange that this habit hasn't changed. My very lovely and hygienic cat Goes to town on her nails, so I'm tempted well, to argue. Doesn't have anything. To so do I'm tempted you. to argue that from an evolutionary lens, this is a perfectly you evolved valid- from a cat. <laughs> this is a perfectly valid means of male nail maintenance. You're on. If it pleases the court, my cat does it. <laughs> that person bites their toenails. From an e- evolutionary lens, I do, however, draw the line at biting my toenails. But if I'm being honest, it's mostly because it's a big undertaking. 
to get my foot to my mouth. What did she say? I do draw the line at uh, biting my toenails, yeah. but if I'm being honest, that's mostly because it's a big undertaking I just can't reach. to get my foot to my mouth. Otherwise, I'd be doing it. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. Now, I'm going to put a star by this next one, because I've been saying this for years. Okay. The movie The Big Lebowski is not as funny as advertised. I grew up in the 90s, and I never saw The Big Lebowski until two years ago. It was one of those movies that I, for some reason, just missed at the time. It wasn't a horrible movie, but it did not live up to the hype that I had heard for years and years. It, it, Big Lebowski's fine. It's just fine. Yeah, that's another one I don't think I've seen all the way through. Yeah, you're not missing out on anything. Bits and pieces, but... Unpopular opinion. Traveling is no fun at all. I don't understand why people want to travel and go on a vacation so much. If it's seeing old friends or for business, well, then that's different. One is worth it to see people, and the other is paid for by someone else. Otherwise, you're just spending a ton of money and time off work for an experience that is at times bad and mostly not worth it. The act of getting to your destination is tedious and so uncomfortable. Planes always mess up my shoulders. And then... <laughs> You have to figure out how to move around your destination. Your shoulders. Then once you get there, it's always kind of disappointing. Hotels and Airbnb are so pricey for you not to have the things you have at home. Then you get up early to make the most of it and spend all your time touring around museums and restaurants that are super expensive. It's a ton of money and time that is just unproductive. Plus, if you're not home for a week and you travel with bad travel mates, it's just a nightmare. I love my friends when we're close, but some of them are just very difficult to be in close proximity with for such a long time. <laughs> to cap it off, the alternative is so much better. It definitely depends on where you are, but I'd rather stay at my place where I know I have a good bed, I can make my own good food, and I can save money. <laughs> if I want to make the most... I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> if I want to make the most with my time off, maybe I start a new project, read a good book, or visit an attraction that's near me. That's not to say it's not worthwhile to do it once in a while or for cool events, but fundamentally, I don't understand why people want to travel. Unpopular opinion. The last day of school is better than your actual summer vacation. The last day of school gives off this huge sense of accomplishment. Hey, you did it. The school year is finally over. No more homework. No more waking up at 6 a.m. for three months. You go back home knowing you have all the free time to yourself. Yeah, it's all you ahead of you. You proceed to celebrate afterwards. Basically, you have this big weight lifted off your shoulders for a brief period, and nothing feels more satisfying than that. There's also the anticipation on what you would do during the break, which adds up to the hype. Not to say summer break is bad, but there's a sense of freedom and accomplishment after the last day. Yes, there's a dopamine rush. And the feeling of anticipation, well, that just feels nice. Yeah, it's the start of your vacation. <laughs> the start of the vacation is the best part of the vacation. The very beginning of it. Uh-huh. Unpopular opinion, liver is the most delicious food out there, and few people are willing to give it a chance. Whenever I hear people talk about liver... 
It's always something along the lines of, ew. And most supermarkets don't even sell it except for as food for animals. But you know what? I disagree. You throw a ton of onions and some other stuff in there. What do you mean some you, other stuff? <laughs> and you've got yourself a top quality dish. Yeah. Seriously, if you haven't had liver yet, do yourself a favor and try it. Yeah. It can be beef liver. It can be chicken liver. It doesn't matter. Don't listen to all the haters. Well, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've, I've, I'll take your word for it. That's uh, I wonder if they still serve it out there at the truck stop. Oh, right. They had it in the, as part of their buffet. Last unpopular opinion. Thinking can be a hobby. Buckle. I just like to sit and think about things. Yeah, that's what I'm into. It can be anything. <laughs> thinking can be a hobby. The spark in my life is thinking. Trying to get to a truth. Discovering things of the world and of myself. I dedicate hours of my day to thinking. I'm just in a catastrophic state. Because I feel my vocation is exactly that. I don't write down my thoughts. I don't make art. Basically, at least for now, I don't give my thoughts a concrete form. But does that make thinking less important or exciting for me? No, not at all. The point is, people think that there are hobbies, are a series of A and series B. If you can actually see it, like sports or drawing or music, then it's something to be praised. If it only concerns mental activity, it's not even considered a hobby or something important. People think you're a jerk or that it's just a way of not saying that you're lazy. But if I couldn't speculate on something every day, I'd feel terrible and empty. When I know I'll be busy all day, I literally panic because it's too important to me to be able to have some time of the day for me just to think. What do you like to do with your free time? I like to speculate. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Speculating. Just sitting here speculating. <laughs> that's, that's how I'm going to answer that question from now on. When someone asks me, hey, what are you up to? Speculating. Just wildly speculating about yeah. things. Uh-huh. In my mind. That's where I... That's my hobby. People think I'm a jerk. <laughs> I'm, I feel terrible and empty when I know I'll be busy all day. I literally panic because it's too important to me to be able to have that time of the day. We don't talk about this thing. But in my opinion, it involves many, many people. People complain that I want to look smarter. Well, I point out that's not the issue. And I don't think... I don't think that to think a lot you have to be smart i just think thinking can be a hobby people are telling me maybe i need to consider other people's thoughts reading or talking to others you know what i already do that and yes i know it's philosophy but if someone tells you as a hobby that he philosophizes instead of thinks i don't think the gist is different but he's still taken for a jerk i just like to sit and think and speculate Unpopular opinions. Maybe when you're sitting there and someone asks you a question, you don't answer them. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why they think you're a jerk. <laughs> you know what I like to do in my spare time? I just sit 
and think. And then I'd sit and think some more. I while away the hours consulting with the flowers. I'm just busy thinking, man. Unpopular opinions. Hopefully this has opened up your mind a bit. Number five. 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 Number five. The expression, a bowl in a china shop. Mm-hmm. You're no doubt familiar with it. Yes. That's based on stuff that used to really happen. It's a wonderful image, but it's true. It comes from real-life situations. There was a commercial that used that image, right? A bowl in a china shop? Yeah. When cattle were brought to market in London back in the 17th century, bulls would stray into nearby china shops and play havoc with the items. Earliest recorded use of the phrase a bull in a china shop is in a novel called Jacob Faithful, written by Frederick Marriott. It came out in 1834. So it's more than just a colorful expression. It used to actually happen. Which makes me wonder... Wouldn't you just lock your doors? (laughs) Well, it's the 1600s. A bull is going to figure out a way to get in if it wants to get in. It makes me wonder if... Many years from now, people might use the expression a bull in a steakhouse because that just happened, I guess, in Pakistan. A runaway bull filmed running through the streets of a city in Pakistan before it darts into a steakhouse going through the front door. Is that a good idea if you're a bull? That bull's got a death wish. (laughs) What is he doing? (laughs) What are you <laughs> the get him. <laughs> the video filmed in Karachi shows the bull running loose through the streets of the city with people on motorcycles in hot pursuit. Get him. Yeah, I bet. Get him. <laughs> what we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Video shows the bull charging a man standing outside the Kopi restaurant causing him to flee inside the business, but the bull follows the man into the steakhouse. The video ends with the animal being seen being led out of the steakhouse on a rope. For now. Witnesses say that no one was injured inside the steakhouse and there was no damage to the property, but still, yeah. That's like a (laughs) bull in a steakhouse. These hand-cut steaks are fresh. (laughs) What? What were you thinking? What are you doing, bull? <laughs> Bruh. What's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Let me ask you this. The expression, busy as a... Beaver. That's what I say. Busy as a beaver. That expression, I, I used it over the weekend, and my in-laws and my wife were like, what are you talking about? I said, that's the expression, busy as a beaver. They go, no, it's busy as a bee. I go, no, I've heard busy as a bee, but busy as a beaver makes more sense. Because they're building dams. Always building dams. Thank you. I was so sure that I was right about this that I did a uh, poll yeah. on my Twitter, at Dave Lavora, and uh, it got killed. Really? Got absolutely killed. They say busy 80, as a bee? 82% of the people in my poll said that the I'm busy as a bee is the expression, not mm. I'm busy as a beaver. 
Bull in a steakhouse. I'm going to just start using that. Maybe it'll catch on. It's like, you know, when you grow up and they tell you about the facts of life, you know, the, the birds and the beavers. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the way I heard it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Misused idioms. This is a, a, a long list. This is something they call an egg corn. An egg corn is when you mishear an idiom and then you use it As, yeah. incorrectly. For example, uh, there are people who think it's a blessing in the skies. No. Nip it in the butt. <laughs> there are people who have deep-seated beliefs. Maybe the most obvious egg corn of all time is people saying, could care less, when they mean to say, that's the one that gets care me less, all the time. That drives you nuts. Yes, it's I couldn't care less. If you could care less, that means you could care less. Mm-hmm. I couldn't care less. It's impossible for me to care less than I do. Right. Right. Yeah, that one. I could care less means I care. I could care less. Yes, I could You'd care, care less. some. Yes. I couldn't care less. Yeah, that's maybe the most notorious egg corn of them all. I couldn't care less. Uh, this is another one you hear a lot. Someone saying one in the same when they mean to say one and the same. One and the same. Mm-hmm. People will say, uh, oh, what about the statue of limitations? Statute. It's, thank you. Here's another one that you hear a lot of people misuse. For all intensive purposes. It's for all intents and purposes. Well, you know, for all intensive purposes. What? That's not the phrase. People misuse uh, getting off scotch-free. Doing a complete 360-degree change on something. When you say, oh, they really turned around, they did a, a complete 360. If you do a 360... you're back to where you exactly. were. Exactly. A 360 just gets you back to where you started. What you mean to say is a complete 180-degree change. Curl up in the feeble position... Uh, first come, first serve. It's first come, first served. Yep. People saying shoe in like the shoe on your feet rather than shoe in like you uh, shoe fly pie. Shoe fly pie. Shoe the people. <laughs> there are people who think that this is a doggy dog world. A doggy dog. Well, it's a doggy dog world. <laughs> no, it's dog eat dog. That's not a world I want to be a part of. <laughs> People writing piqued my interest with a, with a P-E-A-K rather than a P-I-Q-U-E. Case and point. People saying that you've made a mute point when they mean to say moot point. Being at someone's beck and call. <laughs> beck and call. Like it's all one word. Hunger pains rather than hunger pangs. And people will say, fall by the waste side. It's wayside. Yes, it's fall by the wayside. Again, eggcorns. I don't think, though, that busy as a beaver is an eggcorn. I think that's uh, yeah. a completely valid idiom. Yeah. And for I you think they, to... I think they both exist. For you to... They do both exist. Yes. But beaver makes... Beaver is the one that I use all the time. I'm busy as a beaver. I don't say busy as a bee. I understand that bees get a lot of work done, but I don't think of them as being as busy as beavers. 
you're building a dam. That's that's a lot of work. I remember when I heard about the birds and the beavers. <laughs> how did how did it was pretty graphic. <laughs> nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Wow, that's a lot to take in. Uh, Jason chiming in here saying, I always thought old wives' tale was old wise tale. Mm. Yeah, I, old you wise could, tale. And here's the thing about these acorns. You'd be forgiven a lot of times for thinking it. If you kind of mishear it, yeah. it makes sense that you would think that. It's an old wise tale. Oh, that old wise tale. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. What a what a review. Oh, my goodness. I know. Each one better than the last. A little song, little dance, even a little seltzer in our pants. Well, anything. Yeah, whatever it takes. Anything we need to do, that's what's going to get done. You can hear the show live Monday through Friday, 5.30 until 10 o'clock on Planet 93.9, the Quad Cities Real Alternative Radio. Thanks for downloading this. Hope you dug it. If we get a chance, we'll do another one for you soon. Until that happens, hang loose, you kooks. And you stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities reference spot. Davin Boy, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh, Hi, this is Art Linkletter. Thanks for listening. I'm done. Do what you want. Pull the plug. And that's it. The game's over. Okay? The game's over. Let the new games begin. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.